Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 11 of the Dugout Discussion Podcast. I'm Jack. I'm Max. And I'm Noah. And um, it, feel, it feels good to record. It feels good. We're, we're, we're back, and some stuff has, has definitely happened in mm-hmm. the free agent market, uh, especially over the last week, I'd say. I guess yeah. going, uh, going chronologically... The, I remember last episode I predicted that the Braves would sign Marcelo Zuna. That didn't mm-hmm. happen, shocker. <laughs> but but they did sign Charlie Morton, which uh, I don't, anyone I think it was a two year deal if I'm right. Let me look um, that up. Yes, it was a two year deal. Let me. I don't Should have I the dollars pulled up yep. though. Uh. Let's see. It was. It's a one. It's a one year, fifteen million dollars. Um, that actually happened a few days after we recorded last. And he's thirty-seven years old, but he still has it. We saw that in the playoffs. He had a pretty, pretty, pretty solid playoff, uh, playoff season, or playoffs this twenty twenty season. And um, yeah, the I guess the question is, does this does this kind of push the Braves? Are they now set to compete with the Dodgers for the NL crown? Uh, I mean, I think they, I think getting Ozuna back, getting like another thumper in the lineup, because I really don't see any teams going toe to toe with the Dodgers quite yet. Yeah, I know. It's not to say that Charlie Morton doesn't help, but, you know, that is a different beast, the Dodgers. You know, they have an answer to everybody's answer. Yeah, um, I mean he's he's one year removed from being an All Star in 2019. Um, had a three ERA, pitched almost 200 innings. He had a FIP of 2.81. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, so a very solid pitcher last year or in 2019 for the Rays. Um, and then he had a decent regular season for them, but he really had a very good playoff and. Uh, pitched well in pretty much every start that he had, I believe. I think he had a pretty good start in the World Series. Yeah, he uh, he's making his return to Atlanta. He started off his career with them back in 2008. He pitched one year for them in 15 games. He had a not very good stats, 4-8 and eight with a 6-1-5 ERA, but obviously a very different pitcher now. And Yeah, I do think this does help out Atlanta. I think they... He's kind of like a, you know, when, when you picture Atlanta, right, you have all like those young righties, right? Mm-hmm. Like Kyle Wright, uh, Mike Soroka, and th- this guy's like kind of like an older version of them. So I think it's, it's he's going to complement the young guns really well. And True. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't push him over the, um, I guess, over the hill, or it doesn't push him over the Dodgers, but still, it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, definitely a good signing. No, 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 de- no question about that. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I think that they're they really just need to stay healthy. They had some injuries last year to their starting pitching staff, and I think this gives them some depth. But I don't know if it's quite enough to get them over the hump and get yeah. them to the World series and give them the. I still think the Dodgers are the team to beat in the National League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, staying in the National League, staying in the NL East, the New York Mets, uh, they made two moves. They signed 
James McCann to a four-year, $40 million deal, which I will say surprised the hell out of me. Um, and then they have a new GM. Uh, I'm pulling up his name now, but he was a... Bobby, yeah, so Bobby Porter, James I believe. McCann Jared signing. Porter. But yeah, let's go. Let's go with the James McCann signing first. Yeah, the James McCann signing. I mean, I guess it doesn't surprise me that they went after a catcher. It doesn't surprise me that they paid a catcher. But I really don't see like what the. I mean, the Mets kind of just remind me of the Angels, and the Angels kind of just remind me of a team that doesn't have great direction right now um i mean the the mets do have some good pieces uh but you know they're they're kind of aging i kind of wonder exactly what they're missing because they have a really great pitching staff i think they could use another arm or two in the bullpen but uh to to bridge that gap between uh what their great starting rotation can do and Edwin Diaz, that's kind of what they need to focus on right now. But James McCann is a a pretty serviceable catcher. He had a great 2020. He hit, he or he slashed uh, 289, 360, and 536 at a eight, almost a 900 OPS. Um, he was an all-star with the White Sox in 2019. Uh, had a yeah. pretty good year with them. So I mean I think it's a I think it's a good signing. I don't know if I would give him ten million dollars a year yeah. for four years to um to someone who's gonna be entering their age thirty one season. But you know, I, I I see I see the direction the Mets are headed and they're trying to win the NL East, which I just don't see happening with the Braves <laughs> right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I do like the signing, but I definitely Definitely was pretty surprised by the the length and the the money attached. I mean, there's no doubt that like McCann's a good player, but you're giving he's him ten million. Much. Yeah, I don't think he's worth ten million yet. After really, a, he had a good year in 2019, and I think it's safe to say for the majority of players, and this does include like some of my favorite players like Kyle Lewis and stuff. We can't base anything really anything off of 2020 because it was only two months. Mm-hmm. You know. May as well have been an extended spring training in in a sense, not entirely, but yeah. but like to base to base things off of 2020 is, I don't think it's a very you don't have logical an for like yeah anybody it's, it's, it's just future stats yeah uh, but he definitely did have a good 2019 so yeah I guess we're gonna see um, the Mets have been a little more active than I thought they also signed uh, Trevor May uh, the. <laughs> Uh, what's a Fortnite player? <laughs> oh uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> uh, he they signed him. To, I believe it was a three-year deal. Um, for a relief pit. Let's see. They kind of stole him. Uh, it was a two-year, fifteen-point-five million-dollar deal, and that's that's kind of a steal. Yeah, uh, I think those are the signings I was more expecting from him instead of that four-year, forty-million-dollar deal. But you know, I I think that's well within their ballpark of price range and who they need. Yeah, um, this guy's a he's a good yeah. arm. He struck out thirty eight guys in twenty three innings. Yeah, I I gotta I gotta hate on the Mets though. I gotta hate on the Mets. You know, I can't <laughs> yeah. get through an episode without hating on the Mets. Um, I 
see that the Mets are trying to win. I don't see that the Mets are trying to win a World Series, though. Um, True. I, I really think that they're a team that's fighting to compete in the playoffs, not a team that's fighting for the World Series. There's, uh, I can name a yeah, lot. Sure. I can name that's... a lot more teams that are better than the Mets right now. Yeah, I think Max brings up a good point. These signings are like okay, but they're not like they don't have any meaning behind them. At least from my perspective, like what is yeah. James McCann going to do for you to really set presence in the in the postseason? Like you know, give me give me some big names here. Give me somebody that's that's projected to do something, and not Fortnite and James <laughs> McCann. <laughs> I mean, this is how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. I mean, I don't. I mean, who knows what the the Marlins are going to do next season? Like, what if the Marlins are good? What if, what if the Marlins take another step forward and they give a Mets run for their money? The the Braves, I think, are a lock for the division. Um, who knows what's happening in the NL Central? That that division's kind of a joke right now. Yeah, uh, no, it, it it is low key kind of an interesting place for a lot of teams right now. A lot of gray area. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's a weird kind of time for the NL, I feel like. I feel like there's a lot of turnover. Like the Mets or the the Marlins are starting to turn over a little bit. The Padres are starting to get the ball rolling. And they uh, might be getting the a DH, right? Like, you know, you are, they are in, like, the weirdest situation for outside of just their own personal issues. There are some rule changes that are going to affect them the most. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, they, they have a new GM now. Jared Porter. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was hired on Sunday as the new GM of the New York Mets. Um, I have no idea. who, who is, is, is he good? Are they in good hands finally? Do they have a chance? I, I have no clue. I, I feel like the whole thing with the Mets is the ownership. True. We've always but, talked down on that. But I'm not in. I mean, good, good for them, I guess. We'll, we'll see. I, I have, I have no clue. I haven't. I did no research on the Mets. All I know, I keep seeing that uh, George Springer is like the, the favorite to sign with the Mets or something, which really doesn't mean anything. I mean, a lot of Mets fans are excited about that, but that really doesn't mean anything because you could I, just ask him. And you might I don't say trust what a Mets fan ever has to say. Never. <laughs> it's like one of the cardinal sins. It's just like <laughs> never cheat and never trust a Mets fan. Well, if you want some, if you want some Jared Porter history, right. he was with the he was with the Red Sox in their front office. Okay, uh, to begin his career, and he won the World Series with them in two thousand four, seven, and thirteen. Oh shit! And then he went up. to the Cubs and won the two thousand sixteen World Series with them <laughs> under okay. Joe Epstein. Uh, and he was uh, their director of professional scouting and special assistant. Oh, well, I guess this guy is more than qualified for the job, it seems yeah. like, at least. And then he spent 2017 uh, until this signing the Mets as um, a senior vice president and assistant GM for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Made some yeah. decent moves in those years, too. So That didn't... So, yeah, I mean, he got Cattell Marte, so... So, right? yeah, I didn't, mean... Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. He definitely got a... He's definitely got a resume, but I think there's a lot of pressure on the Mets right now. And it's it, it is one thing. It's one thing to be with the Red Sox that have like a history of being, you know, a team 
it, it, the real challenge is him and the Mets. It seems like like can you actually flip this around? So I'll hate I'll hate on the Mets until they make the playoffs. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, that's such a thing. We won't say it again until they make the playoffs. But I mean, that's like five years down the line. So. <laughs> Well, speaking of flipping success, the White Sox have, uh, they're looking like quite the team now. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is quite the surprise what they've done. They traded, they traded for Lance Lynn, which I don't really think has kind of resonated with me yet. Uh, but they traded away Dan Dunning, uh, who was a, he's a pitching prospect, I believe, and yeah, he was in their top 30 prospects. I don't remember where he was ranked, but a pretty pretty talented right-hander going down to get, going down to the Rangers who's going to pretty much help them right away. Uh really young pitcher. Uh and I a lot of people uh on Twitter, the baseball community were saying how since I don't know a lot about Dane Dunning, but I know more about Lance Lynn. I was hearing that for Dane Dunning, it's a pretty steep price to be trading Lance Lynn on a one-year contract. Um, yep. Just because how good of Dade, how good of a pitcher Dane Dunning is, but I understand it from the White Sox perspective. Their their goal right now is to be all in on the World Series this year. That their goal is to win it all this year for sure. And so at that yeah. point, you're willing to the trade pretty much as much capital as needed to build players that are ready right now to contribute. Lance mm. Lynn is a a proven uh, a proven. He's a workhorse. Player. He he's a one time All Star. He won the uh, <laughs> World Series in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, his rookie year with uh, the mm-hmm. with the Cardinals. Um, and he, I, I wouldn't say he's a top end pitcher. I would say he's like a B plus A minus pitcher. Yeah. Um, I think B plus is probably more accurate, and he he gets innings for you. In 2019, he pitched over 200 innings. Uh, this year alone, he pitched 84, which is a lot for a 60 game season. That actually led the yes. league. Yes, exactly. So he's going to be a big innings eater for Chicago. And you know, when I look at teams getting into the playoffs, I, I look at like. You know, they're they're starting rotation. Can they have two or three reliable guys that they can go to whenever they need to? So they have Lucas Giolito, and um, I heard Michael Kopech is coming back mm-hmm. soon, which is very scary. He, yeah. he was he was the one that was like rumored to break the the miles per hour record. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen with my own eyes. I've seen him hit 108, but that was like on a crow hop and everything. So take it as you will. Yeah, so they have Michael Kopech coming back, who's an absolute stud. Um, and they have Lance Lynn, who's a, a proven vet in this league. Um, Dallas Price. The are scary. Um, the White Sox also made another move. Um, they moved on from Nomar Mazzara, who was not a good outfielder. Nope. <laughs> Remember, we used, to, we used to call him No More Mazzara because we didn't want to see him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's a he's not good. We'll just we'll leave it at that. So the White Sox went out and brought back Adam Eaton, who who was last with them several years ago, and my internet is buffing out, so I can't pull up his 
stats here. Well, I know that they traded away Adam Eaton for Lucas Giolito uh, and a few others. And then a couple of years later, Adam Eaton ends, ba- ends up back in uh, back in Chicago, back on the south side. Adam Eaton's such a good pickup in my opinion. Oh, I think I... he is. He's a very pesky uh, leadoff hitter, and uh, he draws out draws out walks. And I mean, he's no stud, but he's definitely a average to above average player. He's a veteran veteran that they need. He just complements the team really well. I feel like I've said that a lot yeah. this episode, but he really does. He's got a career two eighty two batting average and three sixty on base percentage. Yeah, he gets on base. Uh, veteran presence in the lineup won the world series has that experience with the nationals um, true and great defensive ability super yeah. fast super fast out there in the outfield you can put him any in any three of those spots and he's gonna succeed or beat expectations he's also he's also a lefty which is what they needed to yeah. balance mm-hmm. up that uh, right-handed heavy lineup, so that's another really great signing. He's kind uh, of a he's kind of a I don't know he's he's a poor man's Michael Brantley. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, Michael Brantley has a little more power, probably. Yeah, a little better at hitting, a little less, uh, a little slower, uh, less good in the field, but but yeah, Michael Brantley still remains unsigned. Yeah, yeah, and so that's a good signing for the White Sox. Do you guys think what do you guys what do you guys think the White Sox need to do from here? Uh, what would they need? I mean, I, I'd have to look at the bullpen, but it seems like it, that's as good as it, it could get in comparison to the Dodgers. Like, they, I don't know what their their um their budget's looking like, but I, I cannot imagine they can afford another big big name. Hence, why they went out and got Adam Eaton. Yeah, I yeah. don't. Uh, what's the anyone? Because James McCann was their catcher. Do we know what their catching situation is? Because I could, Ooh. I could see uh, JT Realmuto going there, That's and the I don't. Team that could fit. Yeah, that wouldn't be a very bad signing in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah, and so that that's kind of what I was wondering is they have they have Yasmani Grandal. Oh, uh, yeah, that knew that's, I was forgetting him. Um, but. Isn't his contract end up soon or something like that? I feel like he didn't sound that big of a deal with the White Sox. I remember it was like a four, three or four year deal, so he's with them for a while. Mm. He's also, I mean, you can make an argument that he's just as good, if not better, than Real Muto. We'll save that for another day, but he is, he's definitely one of a, one of the better catchers in the league. I just for, spaced him for some reason. Defensively I don't know. Speaking. Yeah, what? Defensively speaking. Defensively, and he's got pop offensively, but he doesn't really. He does have contact issues. Yeah, but, true. Yeah, I don't know what 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 the deal is with the Real Muto sweepstakes. All I know is that if James McCann got ten million a year, <laughs> JT Real Muto is going to be making a lot of money. Maybe the Mets thought they were signing Real Muto, and we're like, oh, what? Again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you He's know, gonna be making a lot. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see where Real Muto falls. Um, just given how much, like, I mean, yeah. we're seeing the Mets that are willing to overpay for catching, which I guess I understand. Catching is a premium in this league right now. True. It's hard. It's hard to find a good hitting catcher. It's mm-hmm. hard to find a catcher that's good at 
that's good both behind the plate and at the plate. It's rare. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting where um, Real Muto signs. But moving forward uh, to the Angels, they traded a uh, relief pitcher, No Ramirez, and a player to be named later or Cash. Uh, for closer Rossell Iglesias from the Reds, uh, I don't pretty, pretty good closer. Um, yeah, he's been pretty solid for the Reds. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2020, he posted a 2.74 ERA with eight saves in 22 games. Yeah, um, I definitely think it's a good sign for the Angels. I don't know if it's the only signing they need to make. What do you guys think about this? Um, I think it. I think it solidifies that bullpen a bit, but I don't. It that's not. You know, this is something that you build off of. You know, this is not your one and done move. Um, so I would. I do think they should do more. Um, but I mean, you know, this this could be, this could be worse. I guess he's also got an insanely high K per nine. He strikes out twelve point one per nine last year and twelve in two thousand nineteen. Yeah, that is insanely high, especially for a reliever. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's kind of like the same situation with the with the Mets. I know you made the comparison, but like you know, g- give me a signing that shows me that you want to change. Because by no means do I think that Raziel Iglesias is going to be the backbone for this the upcoming Angels. They need they need to like sell Trout or like commit to a whole like just money on one season. And go they, for they, it. They need Bauer. That's what they need. True. They need to. They need to start uh, to take care of the pitching side. Man, they just. I they just need like, Trevor Bauer. I honestly feel like if they sign Trevor Bauer, that's a band aid for the very bad boo boo that they have. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I really just don't think signing like what money do they have to sign Trevor Bauer right now? Exactly because they signed Rendon last year. It's a it, it's a shit show. It's just what it is. Yeah, they can't. They can't even get to Bauer, and even when they get to Bauer, it's like you can't solve all of your problems with one ace unless yeah. the rest of your pitching staff is competent. And it's not. They can't stay healthy. Why would Trevor Bauer want to go somewhere where he's yeah. got to realize that like every pitcher that goes through Anaheim? And I, I will say, Trevor Bauer is milking the hell. Oh shit! I lost connection. No, you're good. Oh. Wait, can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're good. You're okay. good. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna cut that out. Um Max, what were you saying? You're saying something about I was saying how I don't yeah. think that if the Angels were to sign Trevor Bauer, it's covering up a boo boo that's way too big. You need a competent pitching staff, and I think Trevor Bauer looks at the Angels and says, Hey, every pitcher that comes through Anaheim gets hurt. Why do I want to come here? You know, like yeah. yeah. I mean, Barra is obviously intelligent. Uh, like both at the social aspect of baseball and the financial and the business part, he knows what happens when you go to Anaheim. He he understands. I will say something that is kind of kind of grinding my gears a little bit is that Trevor Bauer is milking the shit out of his free agency. Um, oh, big pub- publicity. 
he he uploaded a YouTube video the other day that said like here he ranked his top five fan bases, and so he used creativity, consistency, and volume, and uh, it, it was it would, yeah. I mean, you know, it's pub it's publicity for sure. He gave. I think he rated the Yankees at number five, the Giants at number four, uh, the Padres, the Mets. And the Angels were one, right? The Angels were one. Yeah, but that's um, because their fans are probably anal for him right now because they know exactly what they need. Yeah, they know they need him. But they also know that he's unattainable. Yeah. It's it's he definitely has mixed feelings about New York. He obviously he I was a little surprised to see his criticism of the Yankees, but the Mets the praise for the Mets was I think good for Mets fans. I mean it probably made them excited, but I I, I really have I really have no idea where Bauer's gonna go. I just have no clue. That's the thing when you're uh, when you just won the Cy Young, you can fit with any single team. True. Yeah. I also think the the Padres would be a good fit because they they got his like best boy down there, but. Uh, I'm still in the air where he would land. I mean, yeah. I mean, if the Angels had more money to spend, I feel like I could see him going there because he's from LA. But I yeah, just... but even then, I don't even think he'd like care about that. You know, he might like being there, but I think winning's more important for him. Yeah, I guess we'll see what what happens with the signing. True. Yeah. Something to keep our eye out, eye, eye out for. DJ Lemayhew is a. Uh free agent still yeah but i i cannot see him see why he wouldn't sign with the yankees like you know you've had some great success there you've almost won the world series twice now just stick it out you'll win eventually i heard a rumor and i don't know how exactly true this is because it's on twitter yeah i mean that's where we get everything from i heard that the yankees and uh dj lemayhew were 25 million dollars apart on a deal Jesus. Uh, contract negotiations. God damn. Okay. So okay. If that's if that's the gap that they're trying to bridge right now, he's not going back to New York. Jesus, twenty five million dollars. Yeah, I cannot imagine what the argument what it what, what's the price? Yeesh. Yeah, don't know the don't know the price, don't know what he's asking for, and don't know what the Yankees want to give him. But I'm sure the Yankees are probably valuing him more correctly than where he's supposed to be at. I'd imagine. Yeah, everybody probably wants to bump their deal up a little bit more than they even think they're they're worth. I mean, he's been in MVP consideration for a few years, and he's he's really <laughs> for the Yankees. But I don't I don't know. Twenty five million dollars seems like he's asking for a lot more money than he's probably worth. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the ballpark would be, but I mean, just trying to think about it. They have so much money on that fucking field. They got it. They some dude probably was like, "We have to stop. We can't keep this up. We're we're gonna be done." I mean, for crying out loud, John Carlson, uh, Garrett Cole's uh, contract, uh, uh, Gary Sanchez's contract. There's a, there's a lot Aaron, of money. Aaron Judge is gonna be re-signed too for sure. I mean, you know, there's money upon money upon money within every single person there. Yeah. I I originally thought that LeMahieu was going to be the first one to sign, but I really don't know about that anymore. Yeah, I have a prediction for free agency. Mm. I think George Springer is going to be the first domino to fall. And I think he's going to go to the Blue Jays. Okay. Ooh. 
Blue Jays are a young team. They're coming up. They're nowhere near Houston. Doesn't sound like Springer wants to be anywhere near Houston. Yeah. I think the Blue Jays are a perfect fit for him. He fits really nicely in their outfield. Um, and would make that lineup a lot scarier. Um, oh, especially because he's got that playoff experience. And they're going to be making the playoffs for quite a while. And let me tell you something about the Blue Jays. I just saw Vlad, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit an absolute piss missile in the Dominican Winter League. Ooh. Yeah. Bomb. And that's not that's not the scariest part. The scariest part is he's lost weight. I think we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I've I, now that I've seen it on the field, he looks he looks slimmer. He's still a little thickly built. He looks strong. True. Um, Got athletic, and, you know. Yeah. He's gonna be a lot more mobile this year. That's gonna mm-hmm. be scary. You're gonna see Bo Bichette develop another year. Yeah. Um, you're gonna see him develop another year, and if they can, if they can lure in George Springer, that's a great veteran presence for them. And yeah, I kind of like that. Wow. Okay. I think I think that's where he goes. Mm-hmm. I still no, that's think that's a good argument, though. That that is a really good uh, prediction, and I can get behind that. But I still think Marcelo Zun is gonna re-sign with the Braves. Okay, I don't know. I, do. I actually have no clue where Marcelo Zun is going to go. It's really, it's like, I feel like in the MLB, it's it's really about which is the first big domino to fall, and then everybody else goes, but no one wants to go first. Yeah, it's question, yeah. question. Do you think um, what's his name? I I why am I blanking? Um, Cespedes. Why do you think he makes a comeback? Do you think he he's like Ooh. you know? Remember how he just left? Like week one, he's like, I don't want to do this anymore, and this is got caught at the mall. Do you think he he comes back for a regular, like a normal potential season? This well, he's thirty, he's thirty five, so I could see a one or two year year deal, but he really hasn't really shown that he wants to play, and he can't say on the field when he does. So I have no clue. For those reasons, I don't see him. Getting back on the diamond at the MLB level again. Mm. I mean, like, who's gonna who's gonna sign him? Team taking a risk on a thirty-five-year-old right now. He, he's not gonna bring. It. He's not gonna bring bring you tickets. He's not gonna put butts in the seats. It's just who the hell's gonna sign him? It's just not really doesn't make much sense. And yeah. it's it's also one of those things where there's a lot of outfielders that I feel like are MLB are can definitely are definitely starter capacity but mm-hmm. you know the game is getting younger it's trying to get cheaper like i don't know like yasiel puig i think that's an mlb player but he didn't play he yeah fine he's been a free agent for over a year now i think completely forgot about yeah. him um denard span is a mariner that i think of who oh, had a very good season with them in 2018 i want to mm. say yeah yeah mm. And has been unsigned since he hit over 270. He played solid defense, like, and I'm sure there's other outfielders that I'm just not thinking of right now. But I just don't think there's a, mar- a market for Cespedes, and I don't think there's a market for a lot of outfielders. Um, I think it's a lot tougher to be a free agent outfielder unless you're someone like you know George Springer, Marcelo Zuna, Bryce Harper went before he signed with the Phillies. Yeah. Uh, Mike Trout, if he ever reached free agency, which was a boneheaded decision by him, but you know, 
I guess when you're four hundred million dollars richer, doesn't matter. But you get the point. You catch my drift. Yeah, no, for sure. I'll hit you. I'll hit you with this question, and then I actually need to use the bathroom, which is a little awkward because <laughs> we're recording. But I've been trying to. Hold, I've been holding in it for a while. Anyway, Justin Turner wants a three-year deal with the Dodgers. What do we think about that? Uh, I'm. Remember we talked about this a couple, um, what was it, a week ago, maybe two episodes ago, about the whole Nolan Arenado situation? I think it's valid for him to ask for that, but I wonder what happened to that whole situation for that for this to be the new new conversation. I I don't know. I, I don't know. He's, he's 36. That's a mm-hmm. scary age to be a free agent, I think. That's so true. That's so true. You know, like, that's, that's where, you know... Teams are not going to be wanting to give you the money that you want and the deal that you want because yeah. he wants that three. He wants that three-year deal to stay in the show and for sure to ride to basically milk out as much money as he can. I definitely think I have no doubt in his ability that he's probably going to get another serviceable year or two. It's just you know, health is a question, durability is a question, uh, yeah. production is a question at that age. I think. The daughters also have. They could go out and make some moves. They could. They could sign DJ Lemayhew. They oh, could. Wow. They could make that work somehow. They could stick him at third. They could. They can make some other moves for. True. Yeah. No. It's kind of uh, the Dodgers have a lot of power in the situation. It seems like even with all the money they've spent in the past year and a year and a half, they still can control a lot of the pieces on the on the board, which is which is kind of scary. So, yeah. yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'd say with this, with him asking for a three-year deal, I think he's doing the right thing for himself. But it's just really not even in his hands. It doesn't matter what he's done up to this point. Three years or nothing. Uh, the Dodgers just want want numbers. Yeah, I mean the Dodgers. The Dodgers are going to be in contention no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see where he signs because Justin Turner is definitely playing next year. Yeah, just oh, yeah. depends where he, where he does land at this point, I guess. I hope it's with the Dodgers. He's done so much for them historically for the postseason and just and just who he is. So I hope he keeps uh, stays around. But I, it's once again, it's just not in his hands. I think I think that you know. Remember how we were talking about. Uh, Nolan Arenado is rumored to be going to the yeah. Dodgers, which ultimately I don't think will pan out. But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Turner because if if Turner does not re-sign with uh, L.A., then we could see Nolan go over there, which I I don't care what happens. The apocalypse could be happening. I don't think the Dodgers are going to trade for. I, I hope so. I hope. <laughs> God damn. We went over this in the last episode. I, I don't. I don't see it happening. It does. Yeah. It, does it sounds like a fantasy. For we a live Dodger in a wacky exactly. as is, but we don't. We. I. I like to believe we don't live in this. One, that one as well. So you know what. <laughs> I. Th- I think. Well, I, I pray we're in good hands. I really do. <laughs> I'll sound awfully stupid if that does happen, though. Yeah, man. You, oh, you I would. So predictions. I mean, it's fine at yeah. this point. Take an L I, at some point, dog. 
I would be shocked. I would be shocked if if he goes anywhere. But that's that's neither here nor there. Um, I've also been seeing rumors that uh, Wilson Contreras of the Cubs is on the free the the trade market. Oh God, are the Cubs actually committing to the whole re- reset? Would you think with that? That's it. So. I think the Cubs are going to end up hitting the fire sale button eventually. I just I just don't know when and that's going to be. They might wait to see what the Indians do with Lindor. Oh, true. Because that's an interesting situation right there, too. Those are two teams that are like kind of like, oh, do we compete right now? Do we rebuild? Like we could sell some pieces right now and get some really nice return or – stay complacent it'll be interesting to see what they do with him sure. i could see the mets or no the mets just signed james mccann <laughs> yeah i was gonna I, say the same shit bro it's it's, <laughs> it's it's honestly such a weird stage in baseball right now like, like you guys are making uh referring to the domino effect it's really the same thing when it comes just what yeah but with what teams want to do it no one wants to commit yeah, exactly. I think you know it wouldn't surprise me to see something with the uh, the Yankees because everyone hates Gary Sanchez. True. Yeah, I kind of wonder when or if the Yankees will move off of him because he's just been inconsistent. I feel like. Yeah. Like you don't especially know especially with health. Him. And plus, their backup catcher had such a stellar um, postseason. I mean, it's one season, but the dude's been in the league for a while now. I think if. Th- they want to switch off of Gary Sanchez. They have a really good second batter right there, and they'd be fine. Yeah. Forget his name. It was some. It's something Japanese, but um, I remember he hit the bomb off of uh, Snell. Mm. Yeah. But I don't remember his name either. Uh, but yeah. Um, I guess we can move on to kind of a a bigger story overall. Mm-hmm. Is that the Cleveland Indians will no longer be called the Cleveland Indians after the after the 2021 baseball season? Nice. Uh, I, they're I, following the path of the formerly Washington Redskins, now called the Washington Football Team, mm-hmm. and they will they're going to have a name. I'm assuming probably after this NFL season, but um, yeah, um, they're changing uh, their name. Yeah, I think it's uh I know a lot of people are probably going to immediately complain like, "Oh my god, well, why would they do that? Why would they do that?" I, you know, it, it's obvious that that's just not what Native Americans are called. They aren't, you know, I think that that's a term they use for themselves. It's not what a public branding should be. You know, you can also just change the name to like uh the Cleveland Natives or something like that, you know, if if it's offensive, it is offensive regardless of like how you feel about it. You know, it's pretty much up to them to decide and if it's Mm-hmm. For the betterment of uh, the face of baseball, I think that's that's perfect because you know, even a couple of years back, there was this a big banner that was on the Red Sox stadium that got hung down. It was like, uh, like baseball is synonymous with racism, something along those words. So I think I think just getting away from the past and making a better future will just make for better baseball and a better environment for everybody. Yeah. I, yeah. I understand it. I understand it. That's kind of the way things are moving right now. Um, I wasn't surprised to see it. Yeah, me neither. Indians have had their name for 105 years, so that's kind of that's the one thing that's like, whoa. Yeah, 
but I think the one thing is that it's like it isn't malicious, right? It's not like they're doing yeah. this out of spite. It's truly just you know part of the times. I can I can rationalize and understand why it was a name back then, but I don't think it serves a purpose right now. So I think, I think yeah, I think it's best. I think um, I I remember a couple of years ago they were getting some slack for the uh, Chief Wahoo logo, mm-hmm. um, and then I was kind of I remember thinking when. Um, when the the Washington when they changed their their the name of their football team, I remember probably thinking, okay, Cleveland is probably out the door soon too. It just makes the most sense. I mean, Jack, you're right. You know, if it, it doesn't matter if you find it offensive, someone finds it offensive, so therefore it kind of is. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking too, like I've been seeing a lot of stuff on Twitter about the Cleveland Spiders, which is a um. I mean, if they want to go full rebrand, I'm down for that. But if they want to stay in the, the realm of like Native American culture, I bet you could find some like badass names. There, there's so many cool folklore stuff. I mean, we live in Washington, so we've kind of around mm-hmm. that, so we know a little bit more about that. But I bet you could find some like dope name that would work or something like that. There's gonna be some tribe in <laughs> Ohio I somewhere. I think that the the Indians or the Cle- the Cleveland baseball team should. Um, I think they might should they might be able to incorporate music because they have like the yeah Rock oh exactly Hall of Fame there mm-hmm. there uh, you go Cleveland Rockers or something like that I don't know something that's a, that's down the road it's I mean that but Max does bring up a pretty good excellent point right like you have a lot of um mediums and outlets that represent your your city you know Mariners makes sense. Marina, water, you know, it kind of yeah. reflects where we're from. Do the same thing for uh, for Ohio and Cleveland, you know. Yeah, the Los thought. Angeles Angels, which in sp- translates in Spanglish to the the Angels Angels. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you can represent the your Los Angeles Angels of An- Anaheim, California. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you you have options here. I don't think anybody should be really really butthurt about this. Also, like if you're crying about the name getting changed, were you really that were you really that attached to the Indians? Was it really that that big of a love? I don't they know. They should they should change their name to the Cleveland three to one lead. Yeah, some because, right, yeah because <laughs> they, they blew a three one lead. <laughs> I was thinking, um, I was doing some research and uh, the the. They have a the Cleveland Negro League team from 1942 to 1950 was called the Cleveland Buckeyes, and I don't know that kind of just like rolls off the tongue, I guess. I mean, they have the Ohio State Buckeyes, yeah, for their yeah. university, but I, I I do think that would be cool too. Yeah, I was thinking I, to complete the American flag too. You could do the Cleveland Blue Sox, although that's a total rebrand. But I don't know. You have the Red Sox, the White Sox. I, I don't know. <laughs> It's a it's a it's a tradition in baseball. They got options. They got options. I yeah. think that's, that's the moral of it. And and you could you could stick to something uh you could stick to something more native american. Um I don't know. I don't really know anything off the top of my head, but I think I think I know Cleveland they they have a uh they have a pretty pretty solid group over there not just of players but of, of people that work hard i mean remember that all-star game uh, last year that was really cool um i know they're gonna do the right thing i just yeah. i just know they will be they, they they will um so 
this is kind of looking ahead a little bit, but I lost. Wait, I lost connection. The fuck. <laughs> spring training I, begins uh, February twenty seventh. Oh, for real, God, that's so that's so early, or not yeah, early, but just it seems a lot sooner than I was expecting. We're in mid December now. I feel like we're yeah. getting closer and closer to January, and uh, I'm excited. I, you know, assuming it's a full um, one sixty two season, uh, it would, it should be fun. You know, we haven't had. "Quote unquote real baseball in a while, but you know, it'd be nice. I just hope we're able to get back in the stadium. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh my god, bro. I hope we could all. Oh god, I wish we can go watch a game. Remember, yeah. That was that was kind of the plan last year. Remember, we were gonna all yeah, we hit up to, hit opening day. I had the seats, but you know, I mean, kind of just fell through. But I mean, the world happened, so can't be too mad. Life smacked us across the face. It, uh, I, I'm really, I remember, uh, Max, you put a thing in the, in the group chat on Instagram that was, uh, uh, the year is 2019, you're at a baseball game, it's hot, shorts and t-shirts, no masks, no social distancing, hot dog in one hand, ice cold drink in the other, mm-hmm. everyone is chanting and laughing, arms around one another, singing, take me out to the ball game, life it is good. Great. Oh, garlic fries from, um, T-Mobile Park, what it is now. Go yeah. go dude. Oh god. I've I've missed it, honestly. I, I didn't honestly I haven't really thought about it, but reflecting on just the games from two mm. years ago, it sounds like such a wonderful time. Very Chris Davis struck out. The Mets bullpen blows the game. All is right <laughs> in the world. <laughs> oh. Alright, well that's all I have for today. I think it's a good place to leave off this episode. Yeah. yeah a good a good uh a good preview for what's to come. Because mm-hmm. we're gonna see ourselves back in the in the ballpark sooner than we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I got too. Um, if you guys like this podcast, you can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. You can subscribe to our, subscribe to our YouTube. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram at Noah Koffler. Oh, you can follow me at Jay Crossorden and Max Gordon. Two R's. And we'll see you guys whenever we see you next for Season 2, Episode 12.